super car, super whatever the infernal thing is. This is the Awesome Podcast, where each week we discuss, you guessed it, Disney. Things you know, things you don't know, and things you didn't know you needed to know. Well, as Walt would say, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I can do this. Okay. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, mantengase alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard, Disney fam. Welcome to the show, Disney fam. My name is Chris. And I'm Kelly. We are so happy to have you here as we continue our all-time favorite summer tour here. We're going to hit our number five all-time favorite podcast episode where we're going to hit a couple of shows. This was recorded in season three, January 14th, 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are, you talk about the preview drawn to life, right? preview drawn to life. Yeah, the Cirque du Soleil show. Right. It was going to be the first show created by Cirque for Disney Mm -hmm. coming out of COVID. Yeah. We had tickets to see that and we didn't get to see it. We've still got tickets. I know. Uh, I talk about uh, a nostalgic favorite of mine from when I was a kid, <laughs> Captain EO, and how revolutionary that show was when it was released. It was 3D. Uh, George Lucas helped to produce it. It had all this amazing choreography. Incredible show. Uh, and so we hope you enjoy this recap of Drawn to Life and Captain EO. Absolutely. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> So we're going to go over to Disney Springs tonight, and we're going to talk about uh, Cirque du Soleil's Drawn to Life. Oh, boy. I'm just going to sit back and listen. Yeah, you better, because I've got so much information. So I am a massive Cirque du Soleil fan. Massive. Um, we we saw the first Cirque du Soleil show that came through Charlotte, I want to say, in the early wow. 2000s. Yeah, it was a long Yes, and after I saw that first show, I said, it is my life's mission to see all of the Cirque shows. Um, And I've seen a lot of them, but not all of them. And so we had reservations for Drawn to Life when it was supposed to open in April of 2020. And then, of course, they closed it. All the Cirque shows are still closed. So we're just going to talk about sort of... I'm going to give you the history of Cirque du Soleil and sort of talk about how it came to be. We'll talk about a few of the shows I've seen... And then I'll tell you what Drawn to Life is going to be because they have now confirmed it will open in 2021. Beautiful. Okay. So Cirque du Soleil is originally from Quebec. Um, so that's why a lot of their shows are in French. French yeah. Right? Which I love. I All love right, that. I don't speak yeah. French, but I love that. Um, they call it redefining the circus. If you have never seen a Cirque du Soleil show, I'm going to say that definition grossly undersells yeah, it. Call it a circus. I yeah. mean, it's not even a I don't call it a circus. Right. But I get I get what they're going with there. Uh, the first one I saw or we saw was Kiram. Kiram. And it was a traveling show under a tent. Yeah. So a lot of their traveling shows are under tents, which yeah. I just really Real love. Real old-fashioned feel. I love, I love it. So here's what I love about Cirque shows. First of all, all seats are good seats, mm-hmm. especially ones under the tent, right? It's yeah. a small venue. It's done like in the round. So you're sort of around almost the whole stage, almost like 75% of the stage is that has seating around it. Um, they actually come out into the audience for a pre-show. The audience interaction is amazing. Um, but there are no bad seats at a Cirque show. Right. Um, you don't have to understand the language to love the story. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. It is mesmerizing. And you will find yourself gasping. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Sometimes 
you know, I can be a little bit obtuse on these things. And I come out of there having no idea what happened in the story. I don't think that's rare for a Cirque show, honestly. Um, and I, I still love of, it. I think a lot of people are come out saying, what? Was yeah. That? Right. Well, it was awesome. Whatever it was, it was, all, it was whatever awesome. Whatever it was, it was awesome. Yes. The acrobatics are world class. Oh, yeah. And I think it puts me in like a mentally meditative state. <laughs> I mean, you know that sometimes at concerts, I can fall asleep. You do. You don't, you know, it's not, you can, you do. <laughs> Blazing, hot, loud music. And you just right. are conked out. There's something about it. Like I fell asleep at a Bon Jovi concert yep. <laughs> and, and I love Bon Jovi. That's my favorite band, but there's something about just being fully immersed and surrounded by that. It makes me so relaxed that I often want to just fall. And it's just like a little power nap. I don't fall asleep while they're singing their important songs. <laughs> But anyway, so I think Cirque does the same thing to me. It puts me in like a mentally meditative state. And it is unlike anything else I've ever seen. Anything yeah. in the world. There is nothing that you can compare to a Cirque show. And you can't compare each of them to each other either. You can't. They're all completely different. So let's go through a little bit of the history. First of all, it was started in the early 1980s. I mean, this has only been yeah. around for about 40 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember they showed one of the ear earliest ones on HBO way back in the day. Okay, remember, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, you can find some of the Cirque shows like on TV. Um, so it started as a group of street performers near Quebec City. <sighs> they would do juggling, dancing, fire breathing, music, and they walked on stilts. People called them the stilt men. In 1984, Canada was celebrating the 450th anniversary of their discovery, and a member of the group thought it would be fun to take the show on a province-wide tour, <laughs> giving people a glimpse of the future of the circus while reflecting on the history of their storied nation. Wow. And so they renamed the troupe Cirque du Soleil for this tour because they said the sun symbolizes youth, energy, and strength. So I guess that translates as Circus of the Sun. Mm -hmm. Okay. By 1987, they were touring in the U.S. They started at the Los Angeles Festival and then sold out shows in San Diego and Santa Monica. Yeah. Like seven years. This is seven years in. Yeah. In 1990, they started their first overseas tour in Europe. Wow. Ten years in, and they are officially worldwide. In 1993, Mystere became the first permanent show in Las Vegas. Oh, Mystere. Gosh. I've seen Mystere. It's yeah. so good. And O is also at Las Vegas, and I've seen that twice. That, yeah, so like, good. You like that one. Fun fact. Yo, O is, I think, one of my favorites by far. Um, o sells like a metal keychain. Uh -huh. And I had that keychain for years. It broke. I went back to O, bought another keychain, and it broke too. But I love, love, love that keychain. Um, o is in water. Yeah. And so people go up really high, and you, you're looking at the stage, and it looks solid, and they jump off, and you gasp because you don't realize that the stage has dropped, and it's now a water tank. Uh, it's incredible. It's, I mean, you spend literally that whole show. <gasps> <gasps> Um, the shows in Vegas obviously are not in an intimate setting. Right. They're much larger, but the seats are all still good. I know I was in nosebleed for right. O at least twice. Um, four decades later, their shows travel the world and they have permanent shows in Vegas, Disney Springs, and then a couple internationally. They have over 1,300 artists from 55 different countries. Incredible. So when you see the show, you can tell... This is a big deal. Like yeah. this production is special. Oh yeah. And so they have videos on their website where you can see their headquarters 
in um, Canada. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. I mean, it's exactly what you think it would be, right? I mean, amazing music studios where they can record the scores. Right. Um, Amazing areas where they can make the costumes, huge practice areas. It's exactly what you think it needs to be. Um, Each show has between 50 and 100 artists. All of the costumes are made in-house and hand-dyed. Some of them are hand-painted. Like they buy these special textiles, you know, that are flexible yeah, and sure. you know very durable, sure. and then they essentially hand paint the things oh, for gosh. the shows. I mean, the talent, the talent. I know. They have multiple composers on staff who write custom scores for every show, yeah. and the sets are computer designed and then built in house. So I've seen Kidam. Verakai, Mystere, and O twice. Okay. Lanuba was at Disney Springs for years and yeah. I never saw it. Oh, it was incredible. Um, and Drawn to Life was recently created. This is why it's so special because Lanuba was there, but it was yeah. still a Cirque show. Totally Cirque. Drawn to Life was created as a collaboration between Disney Imagineers and Cirque. Which, I mean, come on. So it is a Disney, it's a true Disney show. Yep. So here's the description for Drawn to Life. Okay, Drawn to Life invites you into an astounding world where the art of Disney animation is experienced like never before. Gather your whole family for an unforgettable leap into this amazing new show, a live acrobatic journey where our stage is transformed into a giant animation table. Oh my gosh. This love letter to the art of Disney animation celebrates life in all of its motions and emotions. The show tells the story of a determined girl. Julie, who discovers one last gift left by her animator father, a sequence of unfinished drawings. Guided by a magical pencil and a quirky troupe of imaginative muses, she embarks on an inspiring quest filled with her childhood Disney memories. (laughs) We'll follow her as she leaps into a whimsical world of animation and discovers new possibilities that animate the story of her future. Does that not sound amazing? It sounds really great. I bet those muses are going to be some ridiculous acrobats. So I saw the the design for the set. Oh, really? And it is amazing. So the whole sort of outside, the top part of the set, you know, sort of if the, if the stage is a rectangle, yeah. the sides and the top sort of make up the out, outer side of the stage. Oh, wow. And it's all like animation paper, Ugh. like big, huge pieces of animation paper. It looked amazing. Like if you've seen um, uh, Wicked, on yeah. Broadway, oh yeah, 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 that exterior set on the outside of the stage—it yeah, yeah, reminds yeah. me a lot of that, like something that big yeah. and imposing. Um, it was supposed to premiere on April seventeenth, and obviously it didn't. Right. We had tickets for May, and but Disney has confirmed that it will open in twenty twenty one. All Cirque shows are still currently grounded. No. So I'm telling you, that's that's a trip for me. Yeah, just to go down there. Just to go. I need to go and see that. Yeah. I mean, my love for Cirque and my love for Disney coming together, (laughs) my mind will be blown. You you just. I may sleep through the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) My dad went to see Ka in Las Vegas twice and fell asleep halfway through both times just because for the same thing, the same reason. Also, it may stay up a little well. Stayed up too late. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait to go see John to life. Yes, absolutely. All right. 
Okay, we'll showcase. We're going to talk about a show here, too. A show Ooh. that you cannot see anymore, but was one of my absolute favorites when I was growing up. Uh-oh. I'm worried about this. Captain EO. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Did you ever see Captain EO? I never saw Captain EO, but you've you've told me about it before. I oh, mean, I get the premise of it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So this was a 3D. It was actually a 4D movie starring Michael Jackson that ran at Epcot in the... And I think it also ran out in Disneyland somewhere, too. Um, but at Epcot, it was in the theater there that's attached to Journey into Imagination. Okay. Um, and uh, it ran from 86 to 96. It was reintroduced in 2010 um, as a tribute after Michael Jackson's death in 2009. That's what I remember. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. Yes. It's, the last time it was shown was at Epcot on December 6, 2015. So they, they ran okay. for a few years That's there. what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, Michael Jackson's obviously a very polarizing figure for some people, uh, but it's hard to ignore his talent. He's a pop legend. Uh, yeah. And I mean, his impact on music and, and in many cases, film with what he did with, with music videos, whether it's Thriller or Smooth Criminal or so many other ones. Um, this one is right in there, man, because what they did with sight and sound with this thing was absolutely a triumph. I mean, I remember I was 11 when I first saw it. Wow. And I can, I remember sitting there being just legit, like gobsmacked at what I was seeing on this, what, what my senses were experiencing huh. watching this thing. Okay. So uh, here, here was the plot just really quick. This is a space adventure. Okay. Uh, Captain EO leads a ragtag crew uh, on his spaceship on a mission to deliver a gift to the Supreme Leader, uh, who lives on this world of rot and twisted metal and steam vents and all kinds of ugliness. Okay. okay. So after a sort of a dogfight in space with other ships, they crash land on her planet and they're quickly captured and brought to her in her like courtyard or whatever. Okay. Um, she reminds me of kind of like a Star Trek Borg sort of a character. Oh. She's super creepy. She's like literally connected to the machinery around her with, with piping. And I don't know, she, she like literally slides down from the ceiling. Ooh. It's really pretty creepy. She's, you know, it's 3d, right? And so mm. she's got these long clicking fingernails that they oh, bring right, right to your face. Oh, and wow. She's herky jerky and her speech patterns and movement and everything. It She's uh, she was really creepy, especially for 11 year old Chris. Mm. Um, so she sentences the crew because she's evil, right? She sentences the crew to become trash cans and, <laughs> and, and she's going to um, torture Captain EO in her darkest dungeon for a hundred years. Okay. okay. So not looking good for them before they're carried away though. Captain EO tells her that he has a gift for her. He sees the beauty in her and that he brought her a gift to unlock her beauty. She likes the idea of a, of a gift. Okay. And the gift turns out to be his song. It's a song called We're Here to Change the World. Um, his crew spring into action because they're not just a crew. They're also his band. Of course. Of course. And so uh, two of the crew members are like robots. And so they sort of transform into a drum set and a guitar. And some okay. of the other crew members use them as their instruments. Uh, Captain EO draws power from the music uh, and he sings and dances his way through 
fighting her guards and soldiers, oh. uh, converting them to his side along the way. So like, wow, they're all they're all in these dark robotic looking outfits, something between like Darth Vader and a regular stormtrooper kind of thing. Okay. And when he sort of imposes his power on them, they they may still be wearing similar outfits, but their masks come away and all their outfits turn white and they're oh. they're good now, they're right? Good. Good guys wear white. Um, ultimately, after some really cool, very Michael Jackson-esque choreography numbers with the music, um, he converts the supreme being herself into a beautiful, caring leader, and her rotting palace becomes this beautiful temple and a green paradise and all this kind of stuff. Wow. Right. Music is powerful, man. Uh, sure. Here's the bottom line for this thing. This thing was pure Michael Jackson music and dance magic. Mm. I mean, the choreography is, you know, thriller esque, but with different music, different choreography, right. but lots of dancers in right. syncopation. Right. It was, it was really great. Energetic, inspiring music just made you feel happy. Mm. Okay. But the filmmaking was also groundbreaking. There's documentaries on this. Um, like right after it came out a couple of years later, HBO literally did a documentary on the making of oh, Captain wow. EO. Uh, it's 4D. So when the ship crashes in the into the planet, it's not just images that fly at you. Right, right. Literal smoke comes out yeah, of the Disney screen and, and fills up the the theater. So this was the first time. This was yeah. before Muppets. You know, oh really? Yeah, this was the first run at that kind of thing at okay. Disney. And now it's um, just totally common, like they, Bugs they, Life. Exactly, exactly. Um, there the, during the laser fight in space, it's not just three D film movie lasers that are coming at your face. There are literal lasers that shoot out of the movie screen, laser lights. Wow. And I'm thinking they have to time it so that when the film uh -huh. ship comes to that part, the physical screen, I just, yeah. that kind of thing blows my mind. And, you know, just some run of the mill Imagineers put this thing together, right? Of course. No, <laughs> this idea definitely sprung from Imagineers. Uh -huh. Okay. It was their story idea. Uh, but this thing was executive produced by George Lucas. Wow. Yeah, exactly. He knows a thing or two about how to produce a space opera. You reckon? Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's, he's, you know, he's doing his executive production thing and he's like, we got to get ourselves a director here. So who should we get? Let's see if Francis Ford Coppola is busy. Oh, geez. So yeah, the guy that did the Godfather one and two and apocalypse now directed this thing. Now this show was only like 15, 20 minutes long. Wow. But let's get a, let's get George Lucas to produce it. Let's get Francis Ford Coppola to direct it. We'll get Michael Jackson to do the song and dance. Just a little thing, just yeah. a little bit thing. And the supreme leader that was Angelica Houston, Morticia Adams herself. Wow! Right? She was also in The Witches and and about two hundred other film right. credits to her name. Gosh, this was um, just a little bitty thing, a little old thing they did, right? <laughs> for, little, for little thing for they Epcot. put together for Epcot. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this, this thing was groundbreaking on a number of different levels. And, uh, Michael Jackson, him, he wrote the two major songs in it. One was called, um, we're here to change the world. And then the closing credits, the end, their, their walkout song, right. When everything is, you know, green and beautiful, uh, their walkout song was another part of me. And that's something that I think we've actually probably heard on the radio before. Um, but both of those songs are just toe tappers. 
right? right? Make you feel good when you, when you hear them. And, um, I just, I, rem- I, I remember just being blown away. Me and my grandma, all my stories are me and my grandma, right? Uh-huh. But I remember her telling me, you know, there's this new show. It's three, it's 40 things actually come out of the movie screen. And, uh, and then when, when you get there, if it lives up to the hype, then it's something special. And this right. thing is crazy. So you can actually go on YouTube and type in Captain EO and watch the whole thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. People have, uh, and, and they're, they're pretty good. There's a lot of different versions of them and some of them are actually pretty good quality. Yeah. So I would, if you, if you never saw it and you want to, you, you want one of those things that's not terribly long, but it'll bring a, an automatic smile to your face without you having to work on it. Yeah. Captain EO will do that. So I would highly recommend going out wow. to YouTube and, and, uh, and searching on that. So why did they get rid of it? I think that eventually even that technology got old. Okay. And I don't, I, they, they have, they always have something in that theater. They had something there the last time we were there, but I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. The, actually the last time we were there, it may have been something related to the, the holiday festival that they were doing in that theater. But okay. yeah, it's a, so what year know, did you say it launched? 86. 86. And 86. then it, it ended when? 96. And then so about um, 10 years. Mm-hmm, 10 year run. And then in 2010, they brought it back as a tribute and it ran for about five years there. I saw it then too. So wow. We would have had to have seen it together. We would have had to see it together, but you know how I am. I do know how you are, honey. <laughs> I don't think I saw it. I'm pretty sure I didn't see that. <laughs> I'm almost positive we saw it together. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did because I remember you getting really excited about it and me being like, Captain EO, that's not Disney at all. That doesn't, <laughs> like, what Disney character is that? <laughs> it's Captain EO. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> oh. So I'm pretty sure we saw it together. Yeah. That's my girl. Um, But you know, I don't remember stuff. I know. You don't. I can't remember everything. <laughs> It's just so full. It's just so full. I can't possibly remember everything. (laughs) All right. Well, folks, that is our show for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, do us a favor. Run out to iTunes. Type up a little message about how great, how happy this show made you. (laughs) Leave us a rating. uh, And... We sit back and we watch all the other people come to our show because you left us such a great review. It really does help, y'all. I can't say that enough. Um, And if you're looking for more things Disney, please visit scfadp.com. That's S for Super, C for Cali, F for Fragilistic, A for Awesome, D for Disney, P for Podcast. Uh, We just put out a bonus episode last week on the Nomad Lounge. Whoop, whoop. And I'm telling you, that's one of my favorites. So if you haven't seen that yet, be on the lookout for it. That's right. Run out there. Check that out on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, Supercalifragilistic Awesome Disney Podcast. Check us out on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at SCFADP. And the more the merrier out there, man. Absolutely. We would love to hear from you. And with that, we hope to see See you real soon. soon.